Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, more Grand Gathering 3 news. Again, Grand Gathering taking place March 17th through 19th in Westlake, Ohio at the Westlake Doubletree Hotel. As I'm recording this, we are just under two weeks away from the start of Grand Gathering 3. I'll start by talking about product release updates. First, the old school packs. I talked about the old school packs last week. I have some updates about those. We have new information. First, the types of cards that are going to be in the old school packs. As I reported last week, there are going to be six brand new competitors that are based on professional wrestlers, almost a parody of famous professional wrestlers, if you will. And then six, what they're calling Redux characters. Competitors that are already in the game, currently out of stock, out of print. They're getting put back into print with new gimmicks and new finishers, but the same logo so the finishes and competitors can be mixed and matched. Last week, I reported that the two Redux competitors were Cactus Sack and Boy Howdy, and the two new competitors were the Overgiver and Dickie Finesse. This week, they spoiled four more characters, two Redux. Those Redux were Hollywood and the Executioner, and two brand new ones. The brand new ones were Chainsaw Jimmy and Stump. We have four left to learn about, two Redux, two brand new. One of the brand new, based on some card art they showed, might be based on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Might be a Stone Cold parody character. We already have a character in the game, Lone Star, I believe is his name, that's similar to the Stone Cold Steve Austin look. But this is going to be a more direct parody of Steve Austin. If my reading of that card art is correct. I also have a source that's told me one of the Redux characters is going to be El Blanco Diablo. That is unconfirmed. I don't know if that's true. Again, I only have one source. Nothing is actually confirmed until it's revealed or in players' hands. But I have a rumor based on one source El Blanco Diablo will be one of the remaining two Redux competitors to be revealed. We'll find out how accurate that is Wednesday. I presume next Wednesday they will reveal the remaining four competitors in the old school packs. And they will reveal the remaining 1 through 27. They did a second wave of 1 through 27 this past week. Although I think they might have skipped the 16 through 18s. If you're interested in seeing what those cards were, check out Talk of the Universe. Last week's episode, last Wednesday's episode, they'll have those up there. I believe they're putting those on their YouTube page as well. So check out YouTube because Twitch shows only stay up for so long. 
Speaking of the 1 through 27 cards that are going to be in the old school packs, we have more information about that. Last week, I was under the impression that they were making three brand new 1 through 27 decks, and you would get in these old school packs one of the brand new decks. You'd get one of the three brand new sets of 1 through 27. That is incorrect. They have elaborated on what's going to be in the old school packs. For each card number, so for each card number one, card number two, so on and so forth, in the 1 through 27, there are going to be six possible cards in an old school pack. Three of those will be from the one of the three new 1 through 27 lines. And three of those will be older cards that are based on professional wrestling moves. So nothing like, for example, the boss drops off the fire panadas at number six. When you open an old school pack, you're going to get either one of the three brand new cards at each slot, or you're going to get one of the three old cards. So for example, and I don't know any of this, this is just something I'm making up off the top of my head. You open up a one through 27 old school pack. Card number two could be one of the three new Card number twos, they've shown off. Two, they've shown in the last two episodes of Talk of the Universe. The third, they should be showing off on the upcoming. Or it could be a card like Lockup, Armin Collar Tie-Up, Chain Wrestling. Could be something like that. Every card slot will have one of six possibilities. You don't know what you're going to get in an old school pack until you open it up. It is completely random. You could open up a 1 through 27 deck in the old school pack. It could be all new cards. It could be all old cards. There's no guarantee of anything. Is it likely you'll get a deck of all new cards? No. Is it likely you'll get a deck of all old cards? No. But they are not ruled out as possibilities. So be aware of that. No guarantees of cards in the old school packs. No guarantees you'll get anything new. It's going to be completely random. All you'll know is you'll get one card of each number, 1 through 27, one of the 12 competitor sets, meaning that competitor card, and the three corresponding finishes to that competitor. It's also possible that in these old school packs, you could get foil cards, you could get rainbow foil cards. The numbers I have from SRG Universe, and this is courtesy of the chief operating officer of the company, Griff Briggs, is that in the old school packs, there are a total of 81 possible regular foils and 18 rainbow foils distributed over the packs. That's what's going to be potentially in an old school pack. We've also learned that there are going to be multiple old school packs that the old school pack that's going to be available at grand gathering three is wave one of the old school pack they've printed 900 from what i understand on this initial run there will be 900 packs for sale at grand gathering three if i understood them correctly on talk of the universe these packs will also be 
printed and for sale at Origins and at Gen Con. So the Wave 1 Old School Packs will be in play from now through August at Gen Con. I don't know if these will be on sale on the website or only at these conventions, but we know from their announcements they'll be at Grand Gathering 3, they'll be at Origins, they'll be at Gen Con. We've also learned more information about future waves. There are going to be three waves as of right now of the old school packs. Wave 1 will have the 12 different competitors, three new cards in the slots 1 through 27 per slot, three old cards. Wave 2 will have three brand new Wave 2 cards in the 1 through 27 slots. And they'll also potentially have three Wave 1 cards. So in the Wave 1 packs, six possible cards per slot, three old, three brand new to Wave 1. In Wave 2, there will be six possible 1 through 27s per slot, three from Wave 2, three from Wave 1. Wave 3, six possible cards per number slot, three from Wave 3, three from Wave 2. There will be no competitors repeating. The Wave 1 competitors are exclusive to Wave 1. When Wave 2 happens, it'll be all new competitors. We don't know if it'll be the same mix, 6 Redux, 6 brand new, if it'll be more, if it'll be less. All they've told us so far is about the 1 through 27s, same with Wave 3. They've also announced that for collectability's sake, they will mark on the cards which cards came from which wave. So the three Wave 1 cards in Wave 1 will be marked that they're from Wave 1. In Wave 2, those same cards, this Wave 1 cards in Wave 2, will be marked that they came from Wave 2 and not from the original Wave 1. When Wave 3, the reprinted Wave 2 cards will be marked that they came from Wave 3 and not from Wave 2. They're going to be doing that, I believe, for collectability's sake. It should not affect playability from what I understand. Those are the old school packs. Again, no new price information. Look for them to be around $25 a pack. There's going to be a new release bundle at Grand Gathering 3. They are releasing 10 new competitors and 9 singles cards. The Expected price for that new bundle, $150. Again, that could change at Grand Gathering 3, but that's the current price for the new competitor bundle. There's going to be an over-the-top bundle as well. So if you're going to Grand Gathering 3, you want to play in the Grand Battle. You don't have a lot of over-the-top cards. They will be selling a bundle of over-the-top cards there. No pricing information. I also do not know if the bundle will include the greatest over-the-top card of all time, Stradle over the top rope, or if it will be instead the inferior version, Straddle over the top rope. We'll have to find out. I'm assuming Straddle, Straddle is the newer printing. We'll just have to see. There's been a little bit of an update to the Grand Gathering 3 promo list. 
I talked about that last week. Of course, the three stops at cards number one through three that stop cards over the top in the name. The three foil gathering cards at 10 through 12, gathering the kendo stick, gathering the steel chair, gathering the ring steps. Those will all be foiled. They'll all have the Grand Gathering 3 logo on them. Not sure about the 1 through 3 cards I just mentioned. There's going to be that over-the-top promo. I believe it's at number 13. I believe it's Toss Your Son over the top. Because at 14, there's a Toss Your Dad over the top. I might have those names reversed. But there's that over-the-top promo at 13. And then, and this was brand new in the comments in the chat during last week's Talk of Universe, you're going to get two free random competitors when you sign up for an old school pack draft event. The last thing I have to talk about are independent competitors. We know that there is going to be a new Flip Gordon competitor set. We don't know about any other independent competitors releasing at Grand Gathering 3. We know that there will be a few independent wrestlers at Grand Gathering 3. One of those, Flip Gordon, will be there Friday. Madman Fulton will be there Saturday. And then there's been a third independent wrestler announced for Grand Gathering 3, someone I'm not too familiar with, Brimstone. Again, I don't know anything really about Brimstone. He will be there. The announcement did feature art with him on it, so it is possible, perhaps even likely, we will see a competitor set from him come out at Grand Gathering 3-2. As far as Madman Fulton goes, don't know if he's getting a new set or if he's just going to be a guest. But we have three guests confirmed. Flip Gordon, I believe, for the 17th only. Madman Fulton, I think for the 18th only, I could be wrong there. And then Brimstone, not sure when Brimstone will be at Grand Gathering 3. But those are the three independent wrestlers announced for GG3. That's going to do it for product and guests. Let's talk about featured matches and tournaments. Here in no particular order, are the featured matches that are going to be at Grand Gathering 3. And this is not an exhaustive list. There may be some I'm missing. This is just a lot of them. If I missed certain matches, I apologize. I know, for example, none of the CCW championship matches are on the list I'm going to give you. This is only a partial list. But we know the Triad Championship match will happen at Grand Gathering 3. The Cannoli, the champion, will take on challengers. Eddie Fury, and Brian Waitford-Schmidt. The Hardcore Championship will be on the line. The champion, Harvey Luster, with Scott Prime, will take on challenger, Sherry Von Danish, playing as Danhausen. This will be a no-DQ match. We do know the stipulation here. There's going to be a featured hair versus hair match. Eddie Fury, playing as himself, will take on the Phil Birch, playing as Johnny Korea, and I believe it will be a tables, ladders, and chains match. There's going to be a Midwest Coast tag team match. Again, 
Not 100% sure on the details here. The champions, last I looked, were James Booker and the Trash Man. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. The challenger is going to be a tag team of Eddie Fury and Unknown. It may be split. That's up in the air because Split currently lives in the Midwest Coast Territory. But if CCW splits away and joins the Tri-State, he will not be eligible. I haven't really covered this too much, but CCW, the Pittsburgh Playgroup, is looking to leave the Midwest Coast Territory and join the LFF Tri-State Territory. There's currently a series of matches between CCW and Tri-State players. If CCW wins, they can leave the Midwest Coast and go join the Tri-State. I don't know if that will be resolved before Grand Gathering 3 or not. If it is, that will affect this match. We'll have to wait and see. So only partial announcement on that. The LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Big Match Pete, the champion, will face challenger Matt Neely. I feel like Matt Neely's already had one shot. I believe that was his shot for winning Origins. This, I think, is going to be a shot for winning the Gen Con World Heavyweight Championship tournament. There's going to be a Player of the Era match. This year's Player of the Era, Kirk Polka, will take on last year's Player of the Era, John Pulverino. Don't know what's going to be on the line in that match, but that match is supposed to happen at Grand Gathering 3. Dangerous Alliance, the champions, will face the tag team of Loud and Grumpy. Loud and Grumpy is a higher class tag team. They're from the higher class faction. I believe they're getting this match because that faction won Faction Wars 3. I'm not 100% on that, but that makes the most sense to me. And then finally, the opening championship match of the event, the Trios Championship, Bobby Mother Loving Ohio, the champion with the firing squad, will square off against Challenger Chugonomics playing as Warlords of the Sea. Those are pretty much the featured matches I'm aware of. I didn't mention Bombada versus the Great Outdoors. That's one of them, too. I've talked about that on previous shows. If there are any others that I missed, I apologize. Oh, there is one other that I missed. The champion of the six-stop format, the Deep Six champion, Yasmin, will be defending her championship at Grand Gathering 3. She will be defending potentially up to three times. She'll have a match Friday. If she wins, she'll have a match Saturday. If she wins, she'll have a match Sunday. The Friday contender and the Saturday contender are unknown. The Sunday contender will be whoever wins the six-stop tournament at Grand Gathering 3. The six-stop tournament taking place the first day. Of Grand Gathering 3. I believe it is the second tournament of the day after the Trios tournament. And since we're talking about tournaments, now's a good time to talk about the formats of the tournaments at Grand Gathering 3. We have some more information about them. I will give you what I have. I'll start with the Trios tournament. The Trios tournament scheduled to start at noon on Friday. Bullet rounds the following competitors are booked. 
the two competitors being used in the championship match happening before the tournaments, Firing Squad and Warlords of the Sea. Additionally, the line, Team Valiant, and the Good, the Bad, and the Whiskey are all booked. These are all because people have future shots at the belt with these competitors already. So that's eliminated. It will be a bullet round tournament. The hope is to get as much done as possible. And if it needs to spill over, if the top cut needs to spill over later, it could spill over later. Next, let's talk about the tag team tournament. The tag team tournament scheduled to take place at 11 a.m. Saturday. The following competitors are booked for the tournament. The original version of General Manager John Calais. Combat Chris. Big Bad Bobby D. Amazing Red. Drunken Master. Johnny Eldorado. And Primalot. All those competitors are booked. People, when playing in the tag team tournaments, each partner must use a different entrance card. So, hypothetically, Loud and Grumpy are playing in the tag team tournament. If the Grump is using Director of Operations, Loudmouth Leo can't use Director of Operations. He must use a different entrance card. That's what that means. We also learned that the tag team of Howling at the Golden Moon will at some point get a shot at the LFF Tag Team Championship. Howling at the Golden Moon is the tag team of Johnny Eldorado and Rick Rocket Gonzalez. Next tournament, Hardcore Tournament. The Hardcore Tournament is scheduled to take place 4 p.m. Saturday. That's the opening rounds with the top cut finishing up 2.30 p.m. Sunday. The way it's going to work is this. Players are going to be divided up into pods of six. Those pods of six will either be using TLC, mini tournament formats, tables, ladders, and chains, or SSC, mini format, which is kendo sticks, ring steps, and steel chairs. So either TLC, tables, ladders, and chains, or sticks, stairs, and chairs. If you're in a TLC pod, there will be three singles matches. One singles match will be played with the table stipulation, one with the ladder stipulation, one with the steel chain stipulation. The winners of those three matches will play in a triad match using the tables, ladders, and chain stipulation. The winner of that makes the top cut goes on to play Sunday. If you're in an SSC pod, two players will face off in a kendo stick match, two players in a ring step match, two players in a steel chair match. The winner of each of those matches will go on to be in a triad sticks, stairs, and chairs match. The winner of that sticks, stairs, and chairs match will make the top cut will go on and play Sunday. They will keep playing in that format when they make the top cut until we get to the final two. The final two, the finalists, will play a no DQ match. The winner will get a shot at the hardcore championship. That's not the only way you'll be able to win a shot at the Hardcore Championship, though. Additionally, if you play in draft events and you win draft events, 
when you win a draft event, that puts you in a mini tournament to take place online at a future date and time where you could potentially win a shot at the hardcore belt. If you win multiple draft formats, you'll be able to pick the competitor that you used out of the competitors you won. So hypothetically, you're in an old school match. You're in an old school draft event. You win the first old school draft event with Dickie Finesse. You win the second old school draft event with Cactus Sack. When you make the mini tournament, you can use either Dickie Finesse or Cactus Sack in the mini tournaments. It's up to you. That's what I have about the hardcore. Six-stop tournament. This is the tournament scheduled for 3 p.m. Friday. The following competitors are booked for that tournament. Amazing Red, Theo the Greek Neo, Ra Ra Perry, Joseph Ritchie, Master Dosmodius, the Keeper of Prisoners, and the Mercenary Flip Gordon. They are all booked. It's going to be standard matches in the bullet round portion. It'll be bullet rounds. And then in the top cut, they will either be standard singles matches or perhaps main event matches. It'll depend on the decision of the GM of that event, the judge Tim Riley, on the day. That's mostly going to do it for what I have for Grand Gathering 3 News. There are a couple of things I'm going to talk about next that have some relation to Grand Gathering 3. The first is the number one contender tournament. I believe that last week I reported that John Polverino won the Legends portion of the tournament, and we were waiting to find out the results of the future portion of the tournament. The only result I have is the Futures winner. The winner of the Futures side of the bracket, the Future of the Underworld bracket, is the prize fighter Simon Davner. The prize fighter Simon Davner was supposed to face John Press 1P at Grand Gathering 3. That's been changed. It looks like that match is going to happen before Grand Gathering 3. It could happen possibly on the Sunday Night Fights episode before Grand Gathering 3. Nothing has been confirmed, except that match will likely happen before Grand Gathering 3. That's a change from last week. Last week, it was supposed to be at Grand Gathering 3. I believe just to clear up a little bit of the schedule, because there's going to be a lot happening at Grand Gathering 3, that match will now be happening before Grand Gathering 3. The other thing I have news about is Faction Wars 4. We are at Faction Wars 4. Phase 3. Phase 0 was the 19-team field. Phase 1 was the cut to 16. Phase 2 is the cut to 8. We are now in the top 4 of Faction Wars. As a reminder, the teams in the top 4 are Impact, Dangerous Wool Order, The Higher Class, and The Line. Here's the format for Faction Wars 4. You're going to have the following matches. First, we're going to have the skill matches that we've had in every previous phase. All of the singles competitors will be matched up with like skills. So the person 
playing a competitor with a power of 10 will face the person playing a competitor with a power of 10. Tech versus tech, agility versus agility, so on and so forth. These are the printed skills. It's a two out of three fall match. You score one point per fall, meaning players will either score two points for their team in a win or potentially one point for their team in a loss. That's the first set. Second, there is going to be what they're calling a master of stipulations portion of the phase. Each team is going to choose a player to compete in a best of three series. So basically, two out of three faults. Each match is going to be a different random stipulation. The player that the team puts in this match cannot be the captain. It cannot be a player that's going to be in the tag team match for the round. Each fall is worth two points for their team, meaning the winner will earn four points for their team. The loser will either earn nothing for their team or two points if they manage to take one fall. And since I mentioned the tag team, let's talk about the tag team. Each team will pick two players to be on a tag team. Those players cannot be the captain. They cannot have been on a tag team in a prior phase. Those teams will square off. It looks like it's going to be just a one-fall match. The winning team earns two points for their team. Tornado and Trio. The Tornado players will face off. The Trio's players will face off for their teams one-on-one. -on -one. It looks like one fall, two points for winning the fall. Captain's match. The two captains will play each other in a singles match. Random stipulation, one fall, two points to the winner. And then finally, each team will pick one player who is not the captain, who is not part of the tag team, and who's not been picked as the master of stipulations player. They're calling this portion the leftover section. The chosen player from each team will square off in a ladder match, one fall, two points to the winner of that match. Players have until March 15th to submit their deck lists. Matches can happen at any point after the deck lists have been sent in. There's a request to play these matches at Grand Gathering 3. So we may see Faction Wars matches at Grand Gathering 3, but it is not mandatory. It is not mandatory unless the general manager decides to make it mandatory. Players have until April 2nd to complete the round. So while we will see Faction Wars matches likely happen at Grand Gathering 3, it's not mandatory, and players have until April 2nd to complete it. That's all I have for Faction Wars 4 news. I will give you more when I have it. I have no Rising Star 3 news. The round of 16, which I reported on last week, is underway. Some of the matches have completed. Some have not. I'll give you the top eight when I have it. 2023 Create a Competitor Competition News. I reported last week, round one, match one, was complete. Match one was the Foreman versus Jorjito International Cool versus the Tartan Terror. The winner of the match 
was announced on the last episode of Talk of the Universe. The winner, the foreman. The foreman is moving on to round two of the CCC. The next match will not be announced until after Grand Gathering 3. Presumably March 22nd. That is the Wednesday after Grand Gathering 3. I am not a fan of this. We talked last year a lot about the delays. And so we are already, after just one match, introducing a big delay in the CCC. I don't see why they could not, this week, March 1st, that was the Wednesday, announce match two. Have match two start on March 8th. Have it complete on March 11th. Report the results on March 15th. Take that week off because that's the week of Grand Gathering 3. And on March 22nd, announce the competitors in match 3. Have match 3 on March 29th. Instead, we're going to skip four weeks, announce the match on the 22nd, unless there are further delays, and then have the match happen on March 29th, meaning there will be five weeks between the time match one launched and the time match two launches. I don't like that because, again, I don't think the delays are good. I also think this hurts the momentum of the contest. Once the contest starts, you want it to keep rolling. And now here we are taking basically a month off. We're basically taking all of March off for the CCC. Assuming the CCC match two round one starts on the 29th, it won't finish until April 1st. So match two will not wrap until the end of April. We are basically taking all of March off. I'm not a fan of that. I wish we were having a match on the 8th. I don't understand why we didn't. That's the decision that was made. If anything changes between now and then, I'll let you know. But look for match two, round one to be announced, March 22nd. Look for it to happen March 29th. We should find out who the next three are in four weeks. Also, before I forget, slight update to the wild card. I reported earlier there are going to be 10 players moving on from round one. The six round one winners, JAC getting a buy into round two, and then three wild cards. One chosen by Pat Mulligan, one chosen by Steve Resk. The third one, it was announced it was going to be chosen via a random die roll. It might also be chosen by a poll in the SRG Universe discussion group on Facebook. We'll just have to see. But slight potential change to one of the wild cards to how they're going to choose one of the wild cards. We'll find out. That's all I have for the CCC. Rules Talk. They had a little segment on the last episode of Talk of the Universe that they're calling the way of the universe, where they talked about how the gimmick for the player of the era competitor works. If you're interested in how that works, check out the last episode of Talk of the Universe. 
I just wanted to mention a couple things. So one of the things that came up in that discussion were who you can tag for rules questions. Steve threw out a few names. Those names were, of course, himself, John Polverino, Jacob Maynard. He also threw out Chuganomics, a.k.a. Dom Buchter, and Sean Lowe. Those are people you could potentially tag. So next time you have a rules question, tag them. I'd appreciate if you tag me too, if for no other reason than I could potentially report on the rules question on the podcast. And since we're talking about rules, let me bring this up right now here too. You may have heard me on past shows talk about potentially doing a rules show. I haven't really made much progress with that, and here's why. It's something I'm going to bring up at Grand Gathering 3 as well. I don't know if it would be possible to ever do a rule show in this game without Steve Resk being directly involved. Because one of the things I've observed, it's one of the many reasons why I've thought about doing a rule show, is that in this game, we ultimately only have one rules authority, and that's Steve Resk. Even when these people that I just mentioned to tag get tagged, and even when they give their opinion, there's still always that sense that, well, until Steve weighs in, nothing these other people say really matters. So that's kind of where I am with the rule show. I don't know right now if it's going to be worth it if I can't get Steve involved. And with them now doing this Way of the Universe segment on the show, that might just kill any chance of that happening. Because I would now be asking Steve to be part of a show that competes directly with his company's own show. So any potential rules discussion show I might want to do, that's kind of up in the air right now. That's where we are right now with that. If you've been curious because you heard me talk about that on past shows, that's my current thought process on the potential of that show. Those are the big stories pretty much outside of featured matches and online tournaments. couple of odds and ends. This past Friday, a new Altart deck released on SuperShowTheGame.com. Apparently this is a deck based on the um, previous Kickstarter. I don't know if now is also the time to request your Altart cards from that Kickstarter. I posted the question. I didn't get an answer. Hopefully we'll find out more, but that's on sale. Also, a new weapons line went on sale. That is the ability to commission art for a new weapons line. That's the microphone weapons line. We had guitars previously. That's all complete. Microphone is up next. I believe they're $90 per card. So if you want to commission some art to put on these potential microphone cards, you are welcome to do so. That is available to you. Now let's talk about featured matches. Outside of Sunday Night Fights, which I'll talk about at the end of the show, there were two featured matches that I'm aware of from this week. The first Tuesday night was for the Intergalactic Championship. The current Intergalactic Champion, the Dread Pirate Tech Support, Simon Strauss, took on challenger Hold the Line Harry. The challenger was playing as Gabby Ortiz. 
The champion was playing as Big Bad Bobby D. Standard singles match went quite a while. At crowd meter zero, the first finish to hit all night wins the game. And so the winner of the Intergalactic Championship match, still champion, the Dread Pirate Tech Support. Congratulations to him for his victory. The other featured match was a match that was supposed to happen on the previous Sunday Night Fights. It got rescheduled till after Talk of the Universe. This was a dark match between Eddie Ortiz playing his lone bear and cub and Thebes Pinckney, the people's casual, playing as Alton Black. This match went to crowd meter one. The winner here, Edo Ortiz. Congratulations to Edo for winning the Wednesday night match. This brings us to the online tournaments from this past week. There were only two. Only two. The first, Monday night, Monday night consigliere fights. There were 20 players Monday night. Group stages, five groups, four players per group. Top two from each group advanced. So we have 10 players making the top cut. Six players got a buy into the round of eight. The other four played off. Singles matches, main event. In the top eight, all the matches were steel chair matches. In the semifinals, all the matches were steel chain matches. And the finals match was a TLC match. It looks like the third place match was as well. The top four here were, in fourth place, playing as Macho Manny, Dwayne Rainey. In third place, playing as Emo Mam, Emo Mam herself. The finalists were Candyman, playing as Candy Mam, and Hold the Line Harry, playing as the original Mr. Snap. The winner of the Monday Night Consigliere fights is Hold the Line Harry. Hold the line Harry, per the general manager's award system, I don't know what you want to call it, but per the general manager's decree, will get to choose his entrance spot, his entrance order in his opening pod in the Grand Battle. Congratulations to him for doing that. Thursday night, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. It looks like there were 21 players on Thursday Night Fights, four groups, three groups of five, one group of six, top two from each group advanced into the top cut. In the top cut, in the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were New York Rules matches. In the semifinal round, all of them were Beast Unchained matches. And I do not see a stipulation listed for the finals. The top four were the Italian Mabata playing as Cheshire, Drew Madsen playing as Slime Girl, your finalists, Jason Falsone as Kenny Omega, and John Polverino as Theo the Greek Neo. Your winner, John Polverino. Now, John Polverino has already won a Monday or Thursday event. So he already had the ability to choose his entrance order. I believe he was able to give this away. And he ended up giving it to Uncle Bradley. So Uncle Bradley also will be able to choose his entrance spot 
at the Grand Battle at Grand Gathering 3. There was supposed to be a Friday event. That event did not launch. So these were the only two online tournaments that I'm aware of from this past week. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. But before I go into Sunday Night Fights, we have some late breaking news. It's been announced that there's going to be a sticks, stairs, and a chairs draft set. They've done these in the past with the birdcage and the hardcore when those released. They came with a six-player draft set. It's enough cards for six players to draft full 1 through 27 decks and competitors and then play in sticks, stairs, chairs, matches. They've shown off on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook and the SRG Universe Facebook page. All of the cards that are going to be in the set, all of the cards 1 through 27, all six different options at those spots. The set's going to come with six random competitors, and it will come with the crowd meter cards, the stipulation cards for kendo stick match, ring step match, steel chair match, and sticks, stairs, and chairs match. That's all we know so far. No word on pricing yet for this. No word on a potential prize pack. I know that when the hardcore set came out, there was an option to buy a prize pack with Sabu as the prize. I know when the Birdcage set came out, I believe the option was to get the new version of Master Dosmodius, the second printing of Master Dosmodius, new art, same gimmick, same finishes. I know there was an option to buy that with the prize set. I don't have any more details than that. They will give more details out over the next few days. So I will report on that next week's show when I have it. Now let's get on to Sunday Night Fights. Only two matches. The first was to determine the next contender for the LFF United States Championship. The two potential contenders were Ken Fouché, playing as the mayor of Slamtown Johnny Super Show, and Candyman Dan, playing as Sherry Von Danish. This ended up being a very short match. The winner, very quickly, hitting a finish. I want to say it was the second turn. Hitting a finish off his gimmick, Starship Pain. Ken Fouché. Ken Fouché will go on to face the LFF United States champion, Colin Simon, for a shot at the belt. That will likely happen at Grand Gathering, but I have no official word on that. That just makes a lot of sense. The next match of the night, a triad match, Mr. Moneymaker playing as ACH versus Jeffrey Fox playing as Matt Nealon versus Jason Fasson playing as Captain Connie. CCW versus Tri-State. If CCW wins, CCW adds a point to their quest to leave the Midwest Coast and join the Tri-State. This was a much longer match. It goes to crowd meter one. The winner at crowd meter one, representing CCW, Mr. Moneymaker. Mr. Moneymaker gets CCW 
one step closer to leaving the Midwest Coast and joining the LFF Tri-State Region. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. As far as upcoming events, look for Monday Night Consigliere Fights. Look for Thursday Night Fights. Look for Dojo Tuesday Night. And then Grand Gathering, March 17th through 19th. With that being said, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.